SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Berenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're going to break down uh, the memorial as uh, John Rahm, uh, Cam Stewart's uh, pick uh, right now, is actually the favorite at uh, top of the board, but there's no more value uh, left with John Rahm uh, right now. We'll get into the MLS uh, triple header. Three games to break down uh, this evening, including two games at once at 8 o'clock uh, right after this show. And it's amazing because... You know, in the old days, there was like 152 games every night at once. And, you know, we never really batted an eyelash about it. Now, suddenly, they put two soccer games on in the same league head-to-head. And I think it's like the stupidest idea ever. (laughs) You're thinking, well, you know, you have all day. And you can't, you know, really, you're going to put them head-to-head. But we're going to have to get used to it. And, in fact, we're two weeks away. Now we're uh, 13 days, 13 days away. Um, from like uh, baseball and NBA, but basically two weeks, Cam. Two Saturdays from now, not this Saturday, but not next Saturday, but the following Saturday, the NHL will start and the NBA will be in action. Major League Baseball will be in action. MLS Soccer will be in action. We're going to have four sports uh, rolling at once, actually, and there's going to be multiple games on at once. It's almost going to be... it's almost going to be like uh, going to the grocery store after, you know, when you're hungry. It's going to be oh like, boy. it's going to be too much. You're just going to want like, yeah, <laughs> you're going to need like $22,000 in your account, like to pull the trigger on all these games. Because, yeah, we're really, we're not all that far off uh, from this. Like I said, two weekends from now, people will be sitting in front of their TVs. You'll be clicking around and be like, oh, man, there's an NHL game on. Oh, boy, there's an NBA playoff game on. There's a regular season Major League Baseball on. The MLS tournament's going to be like deep into like the semifinals uh, by then. So um, the next couple of weeks, uh, things really start to pick up in the sports world. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, Gavin. Just I think what we have to do with this MLS tournament, I think it might apply to other sports. What I'm saying is, you know, there's going to be a couple teams like body language we saw with Atlanta. They were a good team before. You could tell their head's not in this thing. Uh, you know, NYCFC, uh, another team, I don't think they're really jacked to be playing this tournament in Orlando. And then there's other teams that I think we're going to like bet on and we're going to pay attention and we're going to watch the body language and we'll see what happens there because we're finding the MLS tournament. I'm, I'm just looking at the teams and fading them just depending on like the way they look, their body language and things like that. So it's going to be very interesting when the NBA restart happens, Gabe. We'll see what teams want to be there and what teams are already half checked out and ready to go home. You know, the NBA is such a um, the NBA is such a talent driven league uh, to begin with. So I think that'll be the one league where you will you won't see you won't see craziness like you do in some of these other leagues. Like you do you do see cra- you know we've seen craziness in the MLS. I expect baseball to be pretty strange in a sixty game uh, season, but basketball. Now the better teams, um, the better teams generally win, and I think they're just going to win quickly because the losing team's going to want to get out of the bubble, right? Like they yes. know they're not going to win, so 
it's just annoying that they're even there in the first place, that they have to be there for, for 53 days. You know, um, people are wondering about rust with NBA players. I'm not buying that either, actually. Um, you know, head coach of the Houston Rockets, Mike D'Antoni, was asked about uh, James Harden. James Harden uh, is now in the bubble. Of course, he showed up a couple of days after everybody else mm-hmm. did. And when they asked if James Harden was rusty, and he said, yeah, he was rusty for 30 seconds. And then, you know, the shot started falling. <laughs> Game Time Decisions Radio continues. I am Arenzi. We're breaking it down. We've got the Memorial. We've got UFC uh, Fight Island. Thanks to Joey Odessa for stepping up and in and uh, joining us. As uh, Joey uh, likes the the favorite in the main event, Figueredo, and so do I. And if you like, I'm telling you, if you like Davidson Figueredo in this fight, Jump in now because the number is only going to climb. It was minus. It was like minus two ten earlier in the day. It's up to minus two twenty five uh, right now, and the public generally does bet the favorites in these main events. So if you like Benavides, if you think Benavides uh, has an opportunity uh, here, if he's going to win the rematch, wait until tomorrow night, right before the fight, as uh, I believe the money will, uh, you know, continue to come in on uh, the favorite. So. As far as the Washington football uh, story is concerned, you know what? It's not that it's nothing, um, but at the same point in time, the Washington Post that a lot of people teased, a lot of people teased as though it was going to be a blockbuster bombshell of all uh, bombshells, yet it doesn't mean that none of that stuff actually happened, and I believe that it all happened. And I've, I've talked about this. I talked about it on Sports Rage late night last night. The fact of the matter is, people, real people know more than people in the media do nowadays anyways. And people in the media will never really tell you stories like that. Like, people in the media will never tell you that a coach is, like, banging the same play, you know chick as a player is. Yeah, exactly. They won't do it. It's a personal thing. It's slanderous. The coach is married. There's sort of a code in the media. They they don't touch certain stories, yet it doesn't mean that these stories don't exist. And in today's day and age, if you really want to know something, know an Instagram model, right? You know what I mean? Like in the old days, if you wanted to know what's going on with a team, know they're a drug dealer. Nowadays, it's like no Instagram <laughs> models, no porn stars. Like I guarantee you, I guarantee you there's porn stars like right now that can tell us a hell of a lot more about what the Lakers are doing in the bubble than Woj can. You know what I mean? They're talking to them. You know what I mean? I remember working with Michelle Serpico. We were talking about Diaz. She goes, oh, I'll ask him right now. She busted out her phone. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no male dude in the media could do that. Oh, I'm just going to text Nate Diaz at 2 in the morning. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Lorenzo. We're throwing it down with a Ranger Redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart, Mick Ossie will join us. A little bit later on, we'll get into the AFL round uh, seven. Just talking about the Washington uh, football team. Uh, 
And, you know, the story was sort of, it was, a you know, people, they promised a bomb, and it turned out to be a scud uh, when it was all uh, said and done. You know, what, you know, not to make light of any workplace uh, harassment allegations, uh, but it wasn't exactly the, you know, coaches doing cocaine off of strippers and cheerleaders' breasts and parties with um, politicians. And, you know, people acted like, oh, it goes deep and, you know, and all that type of stuff. And in the end, it was, I don't know, a couple of secretaries didn't like being yelled at. Um, you know, there was actually a complaint from a male, a male employee that he was forced to get coffee for somebody. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's not really harassment. Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, well, welcome to internship, you jerk. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> get me a coffee and donut. Okay. <laughs> you work for the Washington Redskins. You don't think at some point yeah. someone's going to say, kid, go get me a coffee? Like, you know what I'm saying? Get, like, get Mr. Snyder his Dunkin' Donuts and shut up. Yeah, I'm with you. So you're right, Gabe. That's I a joke. I said this though. I I said this on a radio show last night, and I said, guys, don't think just because like the Washington Post didn't report all these things that none of this happened. Right? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It, like it didn't happen. And here's DJ uh, Swearinger, who actually played for them. He's on the New Orleans Saints now. Yes. Yep. And he basically released a text message today. And, uh, you know, we can't put it up. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of F-bombs and stuff. But basically, uh, Gruden, Gruden released them on Christmas Eve. They had, like, a personal thing going. And, Classic. you know, what we were talking about, about Gruden making decisions due to their, you know, let's not say Gruden. Let's say uh, coaches, coaches on an unnamed NFL team potentially were making personnel and roster decisions based on jealousy that the player had taken one of the groupies from him. Mm. Right. And you know, that's sort of, that's where the allegations, uh, the allegations uh, are going. And now Swearinger steps up and says, um, you guys have no idea. It needs to be investigated. What happened there with those women? And he's basically sort of egging and pushing on the stories that are out there. He's basically yeah. saying they're true, right? The, you know, Swanger's yeah. coming out and said, you guys, they're dodging a bullet. You guys got to dig a little bit deeper uh, on this, and you won't have to dig far uh, on it. You know, Ron Rivera comes in here. It's hard, you know, I'd feel sorry for Ron Rivera, but at the same point in time, you know, Scotty Farrell brought it up, but I thought it was a good point, actually, that he actually gets almost more power out of this right now. Like, basically, you know, but if none of this happened, if they don't change their name, if they're not yep. accused of all kinds of crazy things, then Dan, Dan Snyder's still a nut job. You know what I mean? Then Dan Snyder's, like, you know, calling Rivera 10 times a day, and Rivera's already getting angry and thinking, oh, God, what job did I just take? It would already be wearing on him. Yet right now, Dan Snyder's not. Like, Dan Snyder is like, got, you know, they're trying to push him out. His, Dan Snyder doesn't have time to meddle with the football team right now. You know what I mean? To meddle with the day to day football operations because Dan Snyder's got so many legal issues right now. Plus, Ron Rivera is like the only, the only person that anybody likes on that franchise. 
Like people don't like the logo. They don't like the name. They don't like the owner. Rivera is actually like the voice of reason. You know what I mean? Like Rivera can face the media and he won't get attacked in the same way that anyone else would associated with that organization because he wasn't there. Right? Yep. He you know, so he can't be blamed for anything. Like he has nothing to do. It's the same way, Cam, and I talked about it with Dusty Baker. Right? Dusty Baker was just the perfect guy to bring in that had <laughs> nothing right. to do. Like when people talked right. about it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he's a, he's an intimidating hey, guy, Dusty. Hey. Hey, and he'll tell you too. off. Yeah, and he basically That's said, exactly. guys, I wasn't here. I had nothing to do with it. What are you asking me for? Yeah. It goes away. Yeah. And then yep. the players say, we already talked about that. It goes away. And then Dusty Baker is intimidating enough to tell someone in the media to shut up and stop talking about it. And he did already. He goes, guys, I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't here. If you want to ask me about anything about the team, I'll answer you. But I got nothing to say about anything else. And Ron Rivera is just a perfect guy uh, for that right now. But um, I just find it uh, interesting that swearing or, you know, goes on Twitter. And he's releasing text messages between him and Gruden and stuff. Gruden, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm going to tell you this. This story, exactly what you said. It was kind of like a mini missile instead of a bomb. But I will say this: if Swearinger's putting that out and they have text with Gruden, I don't think things are going to end well for Gruden. This is one thing I think with the story, the things that he did. I think there's going to be more breaking news, and he's going to be a part of it. We will see, Gabe. But you know, you're right. You're right about Ron Rivera, but. Ron Rivera's not a perfect guy either. He's the same guy when we watch him coach Carolina, left Cam Newton out there to die a few times. So he's just a very lucky person because everybody else in the Washington organization are pariahs right now. He can't lose. I like Ron Rivera, but I wouldn't have hired him. Like at this juncture of like the modern, the modern NFL yeah. and stuff. Not that he's a bad guy. He had a nice run, but no, he's okay. No, I agree. Like I don't think he's special he, though. I don't think he's a great, no. fantastic coach. No, and I don't think he's going to, you know, he brings respectability, basically. That's all it is. Yeah. So basically, you know, he'll make them 8-8 eight and eight eventually. You know, in a year or two, they'll be 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven or whatever. He'll make them respectable. He becomes the face of the franchise that is, uh, that is uh, respected. Jay Gruden, do you know where he is right now? Because you just said, too, it's not going to end well for Gruden. I was going to say, well, the only job Gruden's ever going to get is going to be with his brother. Right, he'll end up. Uh, he'll end up uh, with the Raiders. He's Raiders. actually got the offensive coordinator job of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Well, it's just. It's it's amazing that um, you know a lot of there's a lot of coaches and a lot of black coaches that can't get a chance, can't get promoted, and here you have Jay Gruden who you know everyone in the NFL knows all these stories behind the scenes and the craziness of it. And, you know, he's always been a coordinator of, like, a bad football team, uh, Jay Gruden. <laughs> and he still ends up he still ends up getting a job uh, after the fact. But that's the privilege of being white in the National Football League. That's the privilege of having the last name Gruden uh, as well. Because, you know, you can listen, and Gruden, Gruden's playbook is pretty good. You know, Jay Gruden was an Arena Football League legend, and he was a quarterback. And like Kurt Warner, being a being an Arena quarterback gives you great vision, and it really helps you uh, on a bigger field uh, after the fact. And you know, Jay Gruden. Listen, Jay Gruden was one of the greatest quarterbacks in Arena Football League history. 
And um, then he was a big-time coach in the Arena League. And, then, you know, I've always liked his schemes. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, we can criticize him. I've talked about Jay Gruden for years about, you know, he's a good play caller. He has good schemes, but he has bad relationships with players. And as we see why, I mean, evidently the allegations are they're sleeping with the same women. So that could lead to having a bad relationship uh, with players. But he does have a very good offensive mind. Yet with all that being stated, with all that being stated, even though he's, he's got a decent offensive mind, he shouldn't be the coordinator of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Like I said, it just goes to prove. Like, put it this way. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee, never plays another down in the National Football League again after. Other people, you know, can do blow with cheerleaders, cheat on their wives, bench players because, you know, they're sleeping with the same women, make personnel decisions. And there's there's allegations out there that a personnel decision actually led to Alex Smith getting injured, that that's what happened. Uh, you know, and we'll, we'll get into this more, actually, because there's always something with the Redskins. And, you know, so now Swearinger is basically confirming uh, all of this uh, right now. All right, so we're going to get into the MLS uh, triple header. We'll talk some AFL, little NASCAR as well. NASCAR goes to Texas game time and shit continues. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm Cam Stewart, your Sports Grid news and betting update. You want the edge, get on the grid. Washington owner Dan Snyder won't be forced to sell the franchise. The NFL responded to the Washington Post story in which 15 former Washington female employees say they were sexually harassed and or abused during their time with the team. The league says it'll take action based on the findings and discipline for the franchise could be forthcoming, but Snyder won't be forced to sell the club. Uh, Snyder and Bruce Allen were not accused of any inappropriate behavior, but some women said the two were aware of abusive incidents. Washington employees were instructed to wear revealing clothes, flirt with clients to secure business deals, and many were subject to unwanted sexual advances. The women say the abuse stretched from 2006 to 2019. Bengals veteran wide receiver A.J. Green signed his franchise tag. He'll get paid $18.2 million this season. He'll be on track to hit free agency in 2021, but Green says he wants to play four more years and retire a Cincinnati Bengal since 2006. 16, a lot of injuries. He's played only more than 10 games once. The felony charge against Texas wideout Kenny Stills has been dropped. The charge came after Stills and other protesters outside of the home of Kentucky Attorney General's place. Again, uh, the protest was against uh, Brian- the death of Brianna Taylor. The NBA won't take any. Uh, uh, the NBA won't take the remaining eight seeded games in Orlando into consideration when it's handing out his w- awards. LA forward Dwight Howard on the wrong side of the NBA snitch hotline. He was reported for not wearing a mask, but doesn't appear to be facing any discipline. 
disciplinary action. Lakers uh, Clippers center Montrez Harrell has left the bubble in Orlando to attend an urgent family uh, emergency. The 26-year-old plans to return to the facility at a later date. MLB's latest COVID-19 numbers, the league collected 10,548 samples over the past week with only six positive cases. That's 0.05%. Free agent outfielder Yasiel Puig thought he had a deal, but he won't be signing with the Atlanta Braves because he tested positive for COVID-19. The Washington Nationals announcing they can play at Nationals Park during the upcoming season. The season opener between the Nats and Yanks will take place January 23rd on the links. Round two of the PGA's Memorial. Tony Finau and Ryan Palmer, they lead the way at minus nine. John Rahm won back. Tiger Woods, very close today. He shot a four over and finished at plus three right on the cut line. Tournament favorite Bryson DeChambeau took a 10 on a par five, five over for that hole, and he finished the tournament five over, missing the cut. In the NHL, Connor Hellebuck of the Jets, Tuka Rask of Boston, and Andre Vezilevsky of the Lightning. The three finalists for the Vezna Trophy is the NHL's top goalie. MLS has pushed back its inaugural seasons for Charlotte, Sacramento, and St. Louis due to the pandemic. Charlotte, they debut in 2022. St. Louis and Sacramento, they'll play their first games in 2023. MLS back at it tonight, three games. We've got a pair at 8 o'clock. DC United versus New England, Sporting KC in Colorado, and 10.30, Real Salt Lake versus Minnesota. I'm Cam Stewart, and that's your Sports Grid News update. Back to Gabe Morenci on GTD. I'm seeing here right now our boy Ricky Sanders uh, just won another Korean uh, baseball contest. Wow. Um, absolutely crushing How much? it. Um, <clears throat> I think another 50. Oh, <laughs> Throw it on the pile, Senior Burns. Uh, another, uh, wow, good for him. <laughs> Another, uh, another, yeah, another forty or fifty k. <laughs> like another forty or fifty k. Listen, he's been crushing it too with his Korean baseball picks. All you got to do is go to sportsgrid.com. Um, the other night he was on Sports Trades late night. He went four and zero with his picks. Wow! And then the following night, um, you know, on on the website he was like five and one or something like that again. Uh, the following night. All right, so let's get into this MLS a little bit uh, right now. I've crunched some numbers uh, here tonight. We've got some fun games. This MLS tournament is really starting to get wild. That Montreal TFC matchup was like an, an arena soccer league oh. game, man. There's been That's arena nuts. games with less goals than that. What was crazy is that <laughs> what was nuts is Montreal ties the game at two. Montreal ties the game at two. And literally, you don't really see this in soccer often. Like literally, like 10 seconds later, Toronto scored. Like, you know, like when the other team gets the ball at midfield, they got the ball and Montreal, it was like, like horrible de- defense, basically. <laughs> Toronto gets the ball and just sort of kicks it down the field. Everyone at Montreal sort of stands around. And they're like, all right, we're just going to run in and kick it in. And then so they take mm-hmm. a lead. Under betters, yeah, it's not working out very well. We'll tell you that. Uh, the nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from tackles. We talked about that. That game went bad. over in the first half. That oh, game yeah, went over sure. in the first half. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some goals uh, tonight, actually. So let's start off uh, with these games of this evening. We have uh, Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City taking on the Colorado uh... Rapids. Oh, you got a problem with the name? What, Sporting Kansas names. City? Yes. I got no yeah, problem with this one. Yeah, it's Sporting Kansas City. Come on. Come up no, with it. I don't like the ripping off. I don't like the inner. I don't like it. Like inner Miami and Sporting FC, the European clubs, come up with a name. Kansas City, you know, Monarchs. I don't know what it is. Come up with it. Uh, Wildcat. I don't know something other than Sporting Inter. 
There's a lot of FCs out there. We got to get a little more original with that, too. Anyway, I'm not going to lose sleep over the names. They're just cheesy. That's all. I got no beef with Sporting Kansas City. It's a good name. It's a horrible name. You know it. You're just just telling yourself. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You like the name. You like Sporting Kansas City. I like the name. It's a good name. Uh, Inter-Miami is stupid, all right? Like, that's just dumb. Like, look at New England. (laughs) New England Revolution. Real real, real, real Salt Lake. That's dumb. Like yeah, real, real Salt Lake, Salt Lake, Lake is, is horrible. Like it's Salt horrible. Lake FC would be better, uh, but no, I don't have a problem with sporting Kansas City. Okay, like it's not as dumb as Inter Miami. Oh, it's all right. So anyway, takes the cake. All right, so both these teams are coming off of losses, um, so they both actually need the win. And what's what's weird about this game actually with Kansas City is they were actually better than Minnesota. Like, they actually dominated Minnesota. They were up 1-0. They were dominating, except they, they had a man. Uh, they got a red card. And they were a man down, except the guy that got the red card was their goalie. And they might as well have put me in nets uh, because the backup goalie quickly gave up two goals. Um, and they ended up losing 2-1, a match that they actually dominated against, um, against Minnesota. Uh, against Minnesota. So... Kansas City, to me, listen, Kansas City are the better side here. Uh, they're just they're just better uh, than Colorado. Uh, Colorado were uh, were overwhelmed uh, by uh, by Salt Lake in their first match, but I think Sporting Kansas City are going to get it done uh, tonight, uh, Cam. And we you know we can tell you too. So Kansas City and Minnesota went over the number. They got there. There was two late goals. They got to three. The Rapids did not, but. They're both over teams. Um, in the last three matches, Kansas City have scored 11 goals in their last three games. So they had scored 10 goals. They scored 10 goals in the first two games uh, before the shutdown. And then uh, they scored one goal in, in a tournament game. We're also seeing, Cam, that teams are a lot better in the second match, bro. Like, even I Montreal agree. scored three times. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, they're offensively 100 times better. Yeah, offensively, players are better. They know now, all right, we know the field. We know this. We know what to expect. And we're seeing offenses are better. I expect goals in this game. Kansas City scored 11 goals in their last three matches. Colorado got shut up, shut, shut out in their last uh, match, and they've still scored eight goals in their last three. Very difficult to pull the trigger on an under uh, here. I'm going to go Kansas City Kansas City uh, with the, for the win. I'm going to go Kansas City for the win, and I'm going to go over the two and a half as well in this game, Cam. What are you, what are you taking what's in this? The, are you betting the, what's uh, the, the MLS? Ju- what's, what's the juice on two and a half? Minus 200? It's actually not it's that bad. And that. you know what? We should note right now, too, Kansas City is getting hammered and steamed. It was minus 120 about an hour ago, an hour and a half ago. Up to minus 145 as of this second. So the money is flowing in on uh, sporting Kansas City uh, right now. I don't know what your beef with sporting is, but it's it's a good name. Yeah, it's not, but Uh, it's not uh, like Inter Miami. No, Inter Miami sucks. So it's 205 now. Over two and a half is minus 205 to the over. That's that's a lot of juice for the total, but it should go over two and a half. I agree with you. 
going to have to find a parlay partner. I'm not laying that juice in the game. I still like Sporting Kansas City. I agree with you, Gabe. I think they're a better team. The Rapids don't have as much talent. Kansas City, heartbreaking loss, too, in their other game. You said it. If it's not a goaltender, that wouldn't have happened. They actually played well. I don't like to lay the juice, but you better bet it now because this thing might go up to a buck fifty before game time. Uh, I kind of looked at the draw. It's uh, about three to one. That's a pretty good price, but I think Kansas City will probably win a, a two to one to three to one type uh, soccer game there. I agree with you with Sporting Kansas City. I think that's the play. Wish to, wish it wasn't steaming. I think there's a draw coming tonight, maybe, but in the last game, and uh, we'll get to that uh, in a couple of minutes. So we got DC United um, taking on the uh, the Revolution, and of course DC United uh, was the team that played. Um, Played against TFC and rallied back late. They were down 2-0 in like the 87th minute. They ended up scoring two goals uh, to uh, to tie the game. DC United are plus 230. Uh, right now the draw is plus 270. The Revolution, minus 105. And we saw the Revolution shut down to Montreal Impact uh, in that, uh, that first game. I think... Um, I think New England win this game as well. DC United uh, were lucky to come back on TFC. But here's another game, Cam, where I think there's going to be some goals. I think I, I think there's going to be some goals. I'm not getting in front of uh, I'm not getting in front of the under here. You look there was four goals in that last DC United game. DC United generally do have goals in their games as well. And the Revolution they had a million scoring chances against Montreal. Like that game could have been a lot higher scoring uh, than it was. I agree. I, expe- I expect the Revs' offense to be better uh, tonight, and I'm going to go over two and a half uh, in this one. I'm riding the over trade now, Cam, in these first two games. Yeah, um, this one I, I I like New England too. I don't want to be chalky, but I think they're the better team than DC United. The draw could come into play, Gabe. I'm not sure about the total. Uh, I'm not going to fool around with it. This one I actually think could be it's right around the number. Uh, I like I like New England to win this game. Uh, if you're going to parlay it, I guess you can go over two and a half, over two and a half, and get plus money because I really don't want to lay over two dollars for for a total. But uh, I'm just going to stick to the side. I like the New England Revolution, and I agree with you with the other game with Sporting KC, and I lean to the over in the Sporting KC game. But just the side in D.C. United and New England, give me the Revolution to get it done. I like them to win. Yeah, over 2.5 is minus 182. The books are starting to adjust to the, uh, to the overs uh, right now. And understandably so, uh, guys, it's 10-2. and two. The last 12 matches in the MLS's back tournament, 10 of the 12 have gone uh, over the number. So it's been quite a run uh, for uh, for the over uh, betters right now. You know, Cam, you talked yep. about a draw in this one. D.C. United and uh, and the Revolution, they played twice last year, and both games were a draw. 1-1 one, one <laughs> and 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, last, last two times they played, it, uh, it resulted uh, in a draw. For you uh, parlay bangers out there, or as Mick would say, who's going to join us in a couple of minutes, for all you multi-players multi. uh, out there. <laughs> multi. Yeah, we're, we're yep. putting together a three-team uh, a three-team banger uh, on this. All right, so this is a tough one. It wouldn't shock me if it was a draw. Because if you look, you got to look at the strategy here. D.C. United only have one point. They need yep. D.C. United. They a play point. Montreal still. Yeah, they they, mm-hmm. they play Montreal still. They need to get like three points out of this. One point's not good for them. You know, it's it's not enough. Like, um, so 
DC United is going to be pushing for a win. They don't really have a choice but to try to get the three points. New England, they can actually escape with a draw uh, in this and still be in a pretty good uh, situation. Good but point. playing de- playing mm-hmm. desperate in soccer leaves the back end open camp. Yeah, that's sure how goals happen. Teams get offensive. They don't have a choice. They've got to put all the, their men up front. Next thing you know, you get fast break goals going back uh, the other way. So DC United style tonight let, let, makes me like the over uh, of this game. I think we're going to get some goals, and uh, we'll hit the uh, the nightcap, and which might be the best game of the night actually. Um, on the other side, in which we've got uh, Minnesota and Salt Lake, going to be a real battle, triple uh, triple action, triple header action. In fact, first two games go off the board in about twenty twenty five minutes, Cam. So get ready to correct. click, buddy. <laughs> I've already done a little bit of clicking earlier. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, I, I lean to New England too, Gabe, but I worry about that draw. All right, we're going to get into Salt Lake and Minnesota and some AFL on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, with these games rapidly approaching right now on the MLS pitch, <clears throat> we just uh, pulled the trigger on the over two and a half of the um, of the uh, DC United New England Revolution uh, match. DC United New England Revolution, and uh, we also pulled the trigger on over ten and a half corner kicks uh, as well. Love uh, love my corner kick uh, props. Um, all right, just quickly before we get to some AFL uh, action right now. Uh, and we'll get back to our soccer picks before we're done. But Salt Lake City and Minnesota uh, playing tonight. We won't say Real Salt Lake because uh, we want to spare Cam's wrath. Uh, Cam's not a fan of sporting Kansas City. I don't mind sporting KC. I think Real Salt Lake, yeah, it's, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I will give you out of those. Sporting Kansas City kind of rolls better. The other two are horrible. Inter-Miami could be the worst. And get Real Salt Lake, that's a joke too. So you're right. Sporting's the best. I'm not really. I'm not really sure what Minnesota is. Is Minnesota FC. Minnesota FC or yeah? It's, it's just, Minnesota yeah. United. Oh, sorry. Yeah, United. That's right. Minnesota. That's United. dumb too. Yeah. Well, they already That's there's dumb. already DC United. You can't just have all the same teams. Like Minnesota can come up with like another name, right? Like a team. Yeah, evident, evidently not. All right. I just want to say so. Salt Lake City and Minnesota. Both teams have scored, guys. Both teams have scored in the last four meetings between these two sides. The last four times that these guys have played, both teams have scored. We're going to get in on that uh, in the nightcap uh, tonight. All right, let's get to some AFL action right now. Mick Ossie uh, joins us. What's going on, Mick? Hey, guys. Soon we won't be able to say Edmonton Eskimo. So uh, as of this week, I'll give you the finger and say, Go the Eskimos, eh? But no more soon, mate. 
Yeah, I would say that it would be like you'd be heartbroken. You're also wearing a BC Lion jersey, too. So it's not like you're like some, don't talk to me about tradition or anything. Like, really, man. That was amazing. You're, you're not even an Eskimo wearing, fan. You're also wearing a BC yeah. Lion jersey. Yes. Gabe, you know that I'm BC Lions number one, but, you know, I like Edmonton as well. I've been here five and a half years. It's a cool city. It's home for me now. But, yes. Maybe they'd made the right decision because it's never going to stop. There's going to be people complain. So Eskimos no more. Hope they're not going to come down and hunt me here with, by saying Eskimos. I wouldn't mind seeing you get hunted by an Eskimo right now, to be honest. But that's that's besides that's besides the point. All right, uh, Mick. Uh, this guy's got more props than Carrot Top. Uh, let, let's get into uh, let, let's let's get into the uh, the AFL uh, here, Mick. Round seven. What what do you got? What are we expecting uh, this week? Let's start off with Great Western Sydney and Brisbane um, games in near Pickham, man. Minus one fourteen for Great Western Sydney. Brisbane Ooh. minus one oh eight. Well, guys, I was doing really well for two weeks in a row, but last week was craziness, and this week looks insane as well. There's only a couple of games that you can go in really confident with. Yeah, you weren't the talking as much smack last week. The top of the ladder, but the Giants, I think I'm going to go for the Giants, boys, at home. They should be better. Brisbane are good when they play in Brisbane, but not as good on the road. I'd like the Giants to win this one, but be careful. Could be the game of the round. Yeah, that's a tricky one. I'm going to pass on this one. We can't bet on everything. We're going to pass on that one. That's a tough match uh, right there. All right, so let's keep it rolling here. Um, Sydney. Coast. And Sydney and Gold Coast, the Swans Ooh. and the Suns. Suns. Gold Coast. These guys aren't favored very often, but they're favorites here, Mick. Who do you like? Yes, they've uh, started the year well. They had a loss last week. Their star number one pick rouse out, but they got another good kid coming through. Swans have got injuries, though. Buddy Franklin's still out. Heaney out. Kennedy out. I like the Suns to win that, even though it was in Sydney. Sydney can't score. I think I'll take the kids, but again, be careful on this one. But if you're going to bet it, take the Suns. That's the way I went, even though it's in Sydney at the SCG. I'll approve the uh, the Sydney. Uh, I approve this uh, this Sydney Gold Coast game. I'm going to take uh, Gold Coast as well. I think the Suns, the Suns, not the Phoenix Suns, the Gold Coast uh, Suns. Just a quick uh, question, guys. What about the totals in this game? Do you guys play totals or more sides? I've been yes, playing unders Cam, when good I do. question. I've got some unders. I reckon if you picked unders all year, you're probably making money because the games are low scoring. Even though the quarters are shorter, and Gabe would know this, more defensive game. They hunt in packs. Unfortunately, it's not as high scoring as it used to be. So take the unders. And this next game, the Tigers and the Roos. I like that one to go under as well. But take the Tigers to win that. The Roos aren't going that well. However, they're due for a win. I heard their coach talk today. He's a good coach. Maybe take the Tigers and the under. So what's the deal now, Mick? Are you just officially homeless and you live out there now? Like you just live in that swamp, like uh, that. This is the deal. Like I thought you just did it once. Is like I think he lives there, Cam. Like he's camping out there or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like we get hey, it, man. Like, hey, yeah, hey, if yeah, you can yeah, survive, yeah, like, Survivor Edmonton. 
Yeah, I, I know. Like it. See, was... I, I can talk. It... I can talk to the ducks game. I can talk to myself. I can meditate. Because as you know, the world's getting stupider. And I'd rather talk to the ducks and the animals and half the people in this world right now. All right, that's fair enough. That that's 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 yeah. fair enough. All right, so <laughs> uh, we've got uh, so Richmond and North Melbourne, those damn kangaroos. Uh, Richmond minus one sixty-two. Who do you like uh, here, Mick? Yeah, like I just said, I like the Tigers to win that and take the under because uh, I don't know the scoring hasn't been good enough. Tigers have got players out and players that didn't travel. But the Roos have been terrible lately. Their captain Zeebald's back, but Cunnington's still out, and he's the main player. So take the Tigers on that one. Yeah, North Melbourne now just uh, two and four after uh, after six uh, games. All right, so I just wanted to confirm, and you like the under uh, there as well. All right, so we got uh, Carlton and Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide minus 210 to Carlton Blues uh, are the underdog here. Mick, what's your take? Oh, my God, the power paps, Mears, they're sitting on top of the ladder, and my team, the other Adelaide team, are sitting on the bottom. Huh. I like the power paps, Mears, to continue that one. The Blues had a good win last week, so be careful. It's at the Gabra, so no team has the home advantage. Take the power paps, Mears, to keep going, but be careful. Blues can, can shock. But the power, I hate to say it, mate, they might go all the way this year. They're looking really good, and they've enjoyed the hub life up there in Queensland. They've united well together. Take the power, Pap Smears, but could be an upset. That's great. They have Australian hubs too, Cam. Yeah, <laughs> like they're enjoying the hub. <laughs> the Australian like hub. Queensland. Um, yeah, it's perfect. I bet you the I bet you the Queensland hub is nicer than the uh, the Orlando hub. All um, right. Yes. This is where this is where it's interesting. Where AFL football, the odds makers set you up, and they're dangling yep. bait. Where Port Adelaide, as Mick mentioned, these guys are having a great year. They're five and one. They're kicking the crap out of people. They're actually like, they look like by far they're the best team uh, so far. Then you look at Carlton. Carlton's just three and three, middle of the pack, ninth place team. They're 14 and a half point underdogs. Yet the money line cam's only 210. Exactly. And I see that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hammer that 210. But um, mm. no, no, it's, it's like it's almost a trap. But I do think, I do think they're actually uh, going to win. All right. Uh, so. Let's keep it uh, rolling here. We got to get out of here, Mick, in, in a minute or two. So uh, Hawthorne Hawks and Melbourne, the Demons. Game's nearly a pick em. Hawks minus 124. Who do you like? Ah, uh, tough one to pick. Demons had a win last week, but I, the coach of the Hawks, he doesn't lose two in a row very often. Clarkson is a very good take. Take the Hawks, but be careful. Who knows with that one, mate? All right. West Coast, it's a pretty big game for West Coast uh, right now. Mm. You know, they're three and three. You don't want to be on the wrong side of 500. Um, you know, the standings are incredibly tight this year, Mick. There's a lot of parity in the league. We're seeing, you know, pandemic sports, guys. This is what happens. We talked about the pop smears doing well, but there's a million teams that are just three and three in this league. That's not good enough for the West Coast Eagles. They're a disgrace, three and three. Um, I think they're going to win this game. They're going to go to four and three. What do you think uh, here, Mick? 
Yes, mate, they're back home, so it's the battle of the two Perth teams. And take this, USA, there's going to be 30,000-plus in the crowd because Western Australia and South Australia and other parts of Australia have got COVID under control. Ten Melbourne teams, Victoria teams, had to move out. There's a bit of trouble there. 30,000 people in the beautiful Optus Stadium in Perth. Take the Eagles to win that and win that well. Five. The main player for the Dockers, he is out. Take the Eagles, and now they're home for a few weeks, mate. They could make a real good run for it. And uh, finally, we saved the worst for last, Mick, the yeah, Adelaide Crows. Plus 240 against uh, the St. Kilda Saints. Adelaide oh. getting 17 and a half points, Mick. I wouldn't even take that 17. They're a disgrace. I might go and jump in the lake in a minute because all the Crows players, maybe they should go and jump in the lake, take the Saints to win that and probably cover. Crows are terrible. We are brutal, and I admit it, terrible. Yeah, last week, so West Coast beat them. West Coast uh, beat them by 33, 67, 67 to 34. Freeman only beat them by 20. Man, low scoring. 54-34. Gold Coast, 82-29. Man. Oh, God. Like, how the hell do you only score 29 <laughs> points in an AFL match, bro? It's terrible. And we have our top 10 players from last year still. So there's all sorts of trouble <laughs> there. The bosses are getting fired. It's all sorts of trouble. But my multi, take the power and the Eagles at minus 117. Add the Saints, then add the Tigers, and add the Suns if you want as well. And take some unders. You might do well if you bet most of the unders. You look at St. Kilda. St. Kilda's uh, two and two in their last four. Uh, they lost to Fremantle 79-73, but they beat Carlton 73-55. Um, they also had a nice win against Richmond. Nice, uh, That was a nice win, Mick, that 93-67 uh, win as well. So, yeah, I think St. Kilda could be part of the parlays. West Coast, uh, West Coast Eagles, and um, and St. Kilda's. That's a parlay that I'm going to be looking at, or a multi, as uh, you discuss. And uh, Great Western Sydney as well. I like these picks. You know what, Mick? I'm going to I'm going to jump in and I'm going to have quite a few picks tonight. I'm going to play in the AFL. I like Gold Coast to beat Sydney. Uh, I'll avoid that Great Western Sydney game, but I like Gold Coast. I like Richmond. Uh, to beat uh, to beat uh, North Melbourne, I'm going to play that parlay with West Coast and St. Kilda. So we'll recap uh, those picks after. Good stuff, uh, Mick. Stay safe in the swamp. All right, be careful because some of these games are blowouts when the team is only slight favorite. Have a great weekend, guys. Go Eskimos. Right, I can't say that next week. See you later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> There's Mick Hossie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I got to ask one I got to ask one question because obviously the money lines are not correlated to the fa- to to the amount of a big favorite like mi- minus 14 and a half to minus 225 in such game. Is there one underdog then? You got to look at the underdog then on the short uh money line, like maybe a North Melbourne Kangaroos. The math's kind of telling me they got a chance. Yeah, there's got to be a trap, right? There's got to be a yeah, trap. A, there, uh, there'll be a couple traps. Don't fall in. I don't know. It feels like Port Adelaide's the trap. First place team, mm. five and one, only minus two ten on the money line. I think they escape. Mm-hmm. Maybe you take the plus fourteen and a half points. Picks on the other side. Mm-hmm. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Cam, we're jumping around from sport to sport uh, here, but we go from the AFL back into the MLS right now, and we're just a couple of minutes away from kickoff MLS soccer. Man, we got a lot of picks, so let's jump in. We're gonna go with um, we're gonna go with the over in the DC United New England game. I think New England's gonna win, but I don't love it. You know, what I mean, it wouldn't shock me if it was a draw. I like the I over more. I like the over in that game. Let's go over two and a half, D.C. United, New England. And I'm going over uh, corner kicks, over ten and a half corner kicks. Kansas City, Colorado, I think KC wins. All right, Sporting KC gets it done. Minus 140 right now at FanDuel. We're also going to go over the two and a half, and I think there's going to be a million corner kicks in that match. In the Salt Lake, Minnesota game, I'm going to take both teams to score. And I'm also going to take Minnesota United at plus 150. And I'm also going to go the over. I'm going the over in all three games. Long story short, over in all three games. Kansas City to win the match. Minnesota to win the match. And uh, you know what? I think New England's going to win. So we'll take New England as well. And if you want to parlay all three, it's like nearly 8-1. to one. Yeah, I like uh, the same thing. I'm going to go with New England <clears throat> to, to win that game. It could be a draw, but anything – you can do the double result without D.C. United too, Gabe. I'm with you. Sporting Kansas City, don't like the steam, but they should be able to beat Colorado. I'm not touching any totals, so good luck on your overs. I don't want to play the juice, but I like Kansas City. I like New England, and I'd like a draw in the final game between Minnesota and Real Salt Lake, taking a bit of a chance there on the draw. So I'm doing that. And for all you golfers out there, I already got John Rahm. Can't bet him at 2-1. to one. I, I would reinvest in Patrick Cantlay at 12-1 to one and watch out for Jason Day. Those are the guys I like. Patrick Cantlay. You're already in on Rahm. Patrick Cantlay yeah. and, uh, and Jason Day. Uh, Jason Day is 18-1 to one right now. Good price. Yeah, not not a bad Real number uh, right there. All right, uh, so, yeah, the nightcap, listen, it should be one draw. There's There's got to be a draw at some point in time here, and I think, to me, the, the, the game that feels like a draw is this Salt Lake-Minnesota game. Other than that, you're on your own. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed, and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real-world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 